You're listening to the Screening in Kingston podcast, recorded in Kingston, Ontario, Canada, at CFRC, 1019 FM, Queen's University campus. This is week number two of self-isolation movie watching. Quarantined. Quarantined. <laughs> Social distancing, whatever you want to call it. Whatever, um, whatever. But Taylor and I are here We're back at our homes, though. We're in the comfort of our own homes recording once again. Well, it looks like the station's going to be closed for now. Um, most station staff uh, are working from home, with the exception of, of moments where they must go in. Um, there's a few, there's still like a few things going on at CFRC, um, uploading some PSAs about COVID-19 and that type of thing. But uh, no, no guests in the station, and you know, most most people are now just recording from home. Um, and is sending things in. Uh, so if, if well, people do go in, they're by themselves. Fair enough. Well, so, yeah, for, for at least the short term, this is how people will be getting streaming, or I was saying streaming in Kingston, screening in Kingston, but I guess it's streaming in Kingston. Well, we have to rebrand. Yeah, we have to rebrand. Yeah, we're streaming in Kingston because we're mainly going to talk about things we stream because we can't go to the movies. Pretty much. What a wild world we live in right now. This is uh, so interesting. It's unprecedented. Um, yeah, I don't even, I'm kind of like, in a way speechless. Like, it's just like, oh, okay, that's our new normal. Just not, yeah. I guess the closest comparison in our lifetime would be the SARS situation, but that was very, very specific to Toronto, if I remember. Like, it was quite isolated to, a, to an area. H1 yeah. But never, it like, it didn't shut anything down. No, I mean. no. I mean, maybe it shut things down in Toronto, but like where I was, where I grew up. Yeah. We were kind of like, status quo. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, this is the first time where we're living through history, as they say. Um, people are suggesting that we keep diaries because uh, historians Oh, that's that's interesting. Yeah. And let's just hey, let's give people permission to take all screening in Kingston episodes during this time. And there you go. You got a little bit of a time capsule of what that's happened. True. Uh, well, I, yeah. I hereby decree people may take screening in Kingston episodes in the future, maybe a hundred years from now. They'll be studying this podcast. What was important? <laughs> yes, exactly. What was going on with these two <laughs> during COVID nineteen? Um, so yeah, I mean, I guess you know. So our listeners know we're going to be here every week. We're going to be doing this every week, but uh, we're not obviously going to be seeing movies still um, and continuing our our self-isolation because I guess really last week was the first official week of, of starting that distancing. So this is the second week. I don't know about you, Taylor, but I'm already kind of sick of it. Yeah. 
just have a, I'm, I'm a homebody, so mm. it's not a, like, I don't mind just being at home and, like, not moving. Sure. But I, I'm not going to lie, I do, and I don't want to be, like, a panic monger, especially because we're, like, on air, but, like, I do have a little anxiety about this. Oh, I think that's, so that's absolutely not, understandable. I'm not so crazy. Yeah. But I am, like, the uncertainty really, yeah. uh, No, and, and hey, I, I think everyone could understand you or anyone else feeling feeling apprehension or feeling nervous or feeling anxious because I think that that's, that's totally understandable and natural during this time. And I, no, I feel the same way. I don't want to incite panic with anyone. And, and I'm, I definitely feel like I've, I've remained pretty calm and I'm, I'm showing no symptoms of anything. I'm healthy. I'm taking the appropriate steps. But I'm, I'm feeling the tension from around me as well. Like I can feel the tension in the air. I can, I can feel the apprehension and I can feel anxious every once in a while, just not knowing what's going to happen next. And I think that's maybe what's worse is it's so unknown. Like you're saying, it's unprecedented. So we don't really have a model to follow. Um, we're just kind of going yeah. about it as we can. So, so again, like we said last week, let's, even if our show is the, the one thing that's keeping you normal, I'm happy. Yeah, I, absolutely. And, you know, with that in mind, we're, we want to make a quick announcement and we'll remind everyone by the end of this episode as well what next week's going to be. Next week's episode, we're going to open up 100% to the fans. It's going to be a mailbag episode. So write in your questions on our social media or our email, screeningandkingston at gmail.com. So feel free to email us anytime between now and next Monday. The entire episode is dedicated to you, our fans. Write in your questions. Write in your comments. If you just have movie suggestions, maybe you have some streaming suggestions that Taylor and I haven't brought up, you send that in and we'll read them out on air. We'll say, you know, John recommends these movies or feels about this. Give us a quick review. Give us a 30 second review. Yeah. Yes. What are you streaming? What platform is it on? Because that's the thing I'm most interested in. I'm, I'm seriously still considering getting Amazon Prime or whatever it's called. Is it called Amazon Prime? Is it Plus? What is yeah. it? Yeah. Okay, I, Amazon, I think it's like Amazon Video, but video. it's like through Amazon Through Prime. Prime. Okay. I'm still, con- I don't, that's the one of the big ones I don't have. Like I have Disney Plus, I have Crave, You're I have crazy. Netflix. So do you just not have, you don't have two-day shipping? How do you live your life without two-day shipping? I, I don't know. I guess I never really needed the two-day shipping. <laughs> I've, I've always been patient with my parcels. Um, oh, I'm a, I am a big Amazon girl. Oh, right now, I mean, Amazon must be, a, a, is a great resource to get things that you just can't get anywhere else. Once you get two-day shipping, there is no going back. Okay. I, I pay like $90 for the whole year, and so I get two-day shipping. Plus, randomly, they throw in Amazon Prime, like okay. the video. You may have just convinced so like, me, so <laughs> I, I might be doing yeah. that now. You might have just convinced me. <laughs> because I actually pay, I pay for two-day shipping, just getting the video, the content is a bonus. Okay. Like, yeah. Okay, I've okay. Well, I think if I can still get that deal, I think you may have convinced me uh, to go for it because I've been I've been debating it back and forth. But that's a great deal, especially if you get two day shipping as a part of that. That's fantastic. Yeah. 
So definitely send in those hot takes to us. What what platforms are you streaming? What what are you watching? We want reviews, comments, questions, whatever you want. Just send in your hot takes. Game. Next week is all about you. Send us another game. Yeah, send us another game. Send us a quiz. Stump Taylor, as it always is. We'll 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 try to stump Taylor with another one. Send in like something that we know Taylor knows nothing about, and let's just make her answer questions about it. That would be fun. Sounds great. Um, so we'll remind people throughout this episode about that, but next week is our mailbag. Uh, this week we are going to talk about some streaming stuff. Taylor uh, decided to go down the path of nostalgia. Um, you were yeah. saying that you, you've watched some films or things that uh, were nostalgia to you, things that your age bracket maybe watched when they were younger, and you're going to give us some thoughts on those today. Yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of what's up. That's the plan. And I'm going to talk about... Um, Okay, a night's nice tale, yeah. Which I didn't, which is kind of like the the motivating factor behind this theme, because that's definitely a movie. I think it came out when I was in the fourth grade. Really? Um, yeah, but um, like a, a movie that we bought on DVD, like when it first came out on DVD, we watched a ton growing up. Um, so Dan and I um, went down to Classic Video because we had to renew um, some of the times that has happened. Yeah, I think I think our fans will appreciate that type of suggestions because I think we could all use some of that. And I mean, that's really what I've been streaming right now is is comfort food. I've been watching rewatching Star Trek: The Next Generation, so <laughs> that's been my comfort for basically the past week. <laughs> you gotta do what you gotta do. Gotta do what you gotta do. I also. Um, while we, when we get to our sort of movie review section, I want to bring up a, a TV series I just started on Netflix. It's one of those Netflix original um, documentary series. I, I don't know. I think you might have brought it up, Taylor. Or I, I think someone either mentioned it on this show or it's been brought, like someone has brought it up or made a question about it, but it's I Am a Killer. Um, it's a, It's got two seasons so far. Yeah, it's... Yeah, it's um, it's quite fascinating. I'm going to talk. I watched the first two episodes, so I'll talk a little bit about that today um, when we get to that section. We also do have fan questions to kick things off. Oh, great! Um, I 
Yeah, no, I I wanted to make sure to throw that in there. So before we get to anything, we always start with fan questions. But again, we're going to remind fans that write in lots of questions this week because we're going to do a full mailbag episode next week. But we do have three fan questions to kick things off. So we'll start with there. Um, so Josh has written it again. If we all remember, Josh um, has has basically said he's going to write in every week. Hmm? Yes, uh, yes, he's the movie peer, um, as we call him. That is his official name. Josh, the movie peer, um, has said time and time again he's going to keep writing in questions. And last week I said I doubt he can do that. How can you remember to write in every week and have enough questions? Uh, so Josh addresses that at the beginning here. He says, oh, hey, I'm just going to address this right away. I will never stop questioning you. You have created a monster, and it will destroy you. He's quoting uh, Dr. Waldman in Frankenstein, 1931. So he's got three questions for us. Um, right. Because apparently he also likes to ask multiple questions every week. Um, so he's, first question's for me. Uh, Michael, you said in the past that you would rather watch a sports event than a movie or a play. Since this is currently not an option, could you provide a list of your top sports movies? So I want to clarify what Josh is saying here. I'm pretty sure I said I'd rather watch a sporting event than a play. Um, I, war or musical. musical. So a lot of a lot of people who listen to this podcast should know that I actually have a degree in theater. Um, I ran a theater company in Kingston for for about ten years, and I have an appreciation for all art forms. However, even when I was in plays and directing plays and in musicals and directing musicals, I still, as a form of entertainment much prefer sitting down to watch a, a football game, a hockey game, a movie, that type of thing. Um, so I don't think I ever said sports over movies, but maybe I'm wrong, but I just wanted to throw that I out there. I think you said, I think the quote, because you said this in like probably like the first episode, was you would pick sports over a musical or play. Yes. Not to me, movies are on par. Like, if, if someone was like, okay, you have to choose between these things, and maybe, maybe I'd, I'd be hard and I wouldn't have to make a choice. But, like, movies are, are up there with sporting events. I just, maybe it's because I worked in theater and I just, it just kind of ruined it for me almost. But I've always felt it hard to, to sit there and just sort of enjoy it as a piece of entertainment. I'm dissecting it too much. I'm trained to be more critical of it. And especially when I was working on something, I could never really sit and enjoy it because I'm my, I was my own biggest critic. So I'd always be trying to improve and fix things, but I don't need to do that with sports and movies as much. So maybe that's kind of where my, my mindset comes from. Um, but in terms of my favorite sports movies, um, there's actually quite a few that I like. Um, one of my favorites of all time has to be Remember the Titans. Um, that's a movie. My mom loves that movie. Yeah, it, oh I I really I really think that's a great sports movie. Um, just for that, uh, not not just because of the sports element. I think there was a, a certain uh, time period in the U.S. that was really speaking to, um, and I think there's a lot of really really cool moments and and interesting messages that come out of that that are still important. Um, I also really like um, some movies like Moneyball and Draft Day, which are more about the day-to-day -day operations of a sports team. I find that behind-the-scenes stuff really good. Um, and there will always be a special place in my heart for the Mighty Ducks movies. Um, so I think those are some of my favorite ones. It, what about you, Taylor? Are you a big, do you like sports movies? Have you found some that you can enjoy? So no, I think our listeners are probably 
wear. I'm not a sports gal. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, but sports movies, again, another genre of movies that my mom absolutely loved and we watched a lot growing up, even though um, she's not like a sports girl. Well, she's not that she, she follows sports, so that's not fair. She doesn't, she doesn't play sports. Right. Like, she just like, watches Follows it, it and watches um, it, but doesn't participate. Yeah. Yeah. The Blind Side. The Blind Side. So yeah, the Sandra Bullock movie. That's also quite good, yeah. Yeah, I, so I feel that I kind of dropped it and watched a little bit of that with her a couple of years ago. Um, funnily enough, when I was making this list, um, I originally had Goon on Oh, Goon, yes. List, <laughs> um, which is a really funny movie. Yes, yeah, Goon's <laughs> um, a funny movie. Sure. So if, if sports aren't necessarily the, the focal point, but maybe it's just the tool for whatever else story like they're telling. Gilmore. Yeah. Oh, Happy Gilmore is a... Okay, that's a good example of a comedy movie that's based around sports, but I wouldn't necessarily say it's a sports movie, but sports play a huge role in it. Yeah. But, but that's a great one. Like, Happy Gilmore is hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Because he, like, he's a hockey... For people who live under a rock. <laughs> and and don't know... <laughs> He can't skate. Yeah, he can't skate. Yeah, he he's got a great shot. Great shot. He's <laughs> he can he's got a great shot, but he cannot skate. So um, he becomes a golf player. Yeah. So golf is like the major. It's like the thing that ties the ball together. In Waterboy, football is like the center of that film, even though it's not really about football. Well, Adam Sandler Waterboy. is a huge sports fan, but so that's why he does so many sports. Like he's a big sports fan. He always puts sports. In, in his movies, but it's an Adam Sandler movie at the core. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's fun. I would also say A Night's Tale, when I was rewatching it um, this past weekend, A Night's Tale is pretty much a sports movie. Oh, absolutely. Jousting. Yeah. Um, to like a modern sport. So, yeah. um, I guess my all time favorite sports movie would be A Night's Tale, if I had to rank that. Um, but I don't know, yeah, that would be. Yeah. Well, and I think I think Remember the Titans might be t in in my mind one of the quintessential sports movies that most people, even if you're not a big sports fan, has probably heard because it did get nominated for a bunch of Oscars. Like if you haven't seen it, you've probably heard of it. Um, you know, it was a big movie for Denzel Washington at the time. Um, just to quickly kind of staying with the topic of sports movies, just for football. Um, during when Friday Night Lights came out. There was another football movie that came out kind of with either within the same year or like a year later or very close to that, that really went under the radar called We Are Marshall, which is actually quite a quite, I, I think is on par with Friday Night Lights as, as a sports movie. It's actually quite good. Um, Matthew McConaughey plays a coach. Uh, a disaster happens that actually ends up killing a lot of the players for this college football team. So the next year, a bunch of sort of backups and younger players have to take on 
for this big school that has a huge reputation. And it's kind of about them and the town and community dealing with the tragedy. It's actually, you know, really, really well done. So just throw that out there as well. Um, but in terms of like the top sports movies, I think to me, like, I think it starts with remember the Titans. I think that's still to this day, what you would model those types of stories after it's so well done. Angie really liked that. Yes, the oh, they're playing lacrosse. That's the Grizzlies. Um, I reviewed that yeah, movie last year. Yeah, yeah, I reviewed that one last year. Um, and yeah, I I really liked it as well. Really well done. Um, it, it's one of the only lacrosse movies I think I've ever seen, uh, and it was fantastic. Oh yeah, absolutely very Canadian. But uh, yeah, that was good. Yes, it's about the teacher who goes up. Um, he's out north in an indigenous community um, and tries to use lacrosse to sort of teach teamwork and, and they end up actually going getting to travel to Toronto to be in a competition. Like it's, re it's a really good story. Um, mostly young indigenous actors playing, uh, playing all those sort of teenage roles. Um, and some uh, uh, one of the uh, Bobo Stewart, who I've brought up uh, on this show before, who's, who's quite a strong actor, is in it. Um, yeah, it's very, very well done. So his next question is directed at you, Taylor. Right. So he says, Taylor, I apologize if you've already spoke about this in the past, but could you do a list of your top five Wes Anderson movies? He also says, or a top ten, but let's just keep it to five. Do you have top five Wes Anderson movies? So you think Isle of Dogs is, is better in terms of his animation stuff than Fantastic Mr. Fox? And that's true. Like recency bias, when something's fresh in your mind, you you know all the things that you love about it, right? Like it's it's hard to kind of eliminate that. So yeah, I think that 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 makes a lot of sense to me. Um, yeah, Grand Budapest Hotel. I I, I still think that movie was just phenomenal. Uh, not just as like oh, no one of his best movies. I think in general, it's 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 one of those movies that if I were to ever do like okay, of all the movies I've seen, what's my like top even if I did a big list, like top 20 or something, I think that one would be in there. Like it's, I think it's a really, really great movie. Agreed. Um, so his last question is a series of questions. Um, have either of you watched a series this year, TV or streaming, that you regretted watching and just simply couldn't finish? Michael, you can't pick Star Trek because we know your opinion on this. And was there a movie or series that you watched that received a large amount of hype and it actually lived up to it or exceeded it? Okay, Josh. 
Um, well, yeah, like Star Trek <laughs> Discovery would have been my <laughs> would have been my pick. The more I rewatch Taylor, all these other Star Trek series, like that's what I've been doing in my self isolation. The more I realize how bad Star Trek Discovery is. Um, and, and how disappointing Star Trek Picard is. And luckily, I'm in contact with our Star Trek correspondents, Tyler Vance, um, and we're going to definitely do a Star Trek Picard discussion episode uh, at some point in time, probably just as an extra thing that we'll throw in there. But, like, I mean, that would have been my, my pick. Um, I don't know. Is there anything that you've started watching this year that you were just like, this is terrible, I can't do this? But did you stop because it was bad? Like, did you stop because, like, I'm done with this? Okay. took it off the list that's hatred And I think that that's like more or less the way I try to approach things too. Like I don't like leaving things unfinished, so I often will continue. But I mean, I think (laughs) Riverdale's interesting because I've heard so many things about it, but so many people just watch it even though it's terrible. interesting because like i want to watch sabrina like i I, i've kept it in in my queue and i will probably start it during this 
quarantine time, but I've had no interest in watching Riverdale whatsoever, even though they are by primarily the same people. It doesn't seem to matter. Like I'm, I have interest in Sabrina, but I have zero interest in Riverdale. So it's interesting. Yeah, save your, save it. Watch Sabrina. Like the problem is, is there's so much good content yeah. that, um, There, the wow. the only thing that I think I, I watched one I'm trying to think recently like I watched one episode of something and then just stopped because it wasn't good and didn't continue was there was I can't remember the name of it if it's called like Bright Eyes or something like that and it's it's Cat uh, Dennings no is that her name that's not her name okay let's see. Um, Yes, yes. Okay, so Kat Dennings is the star of it, and, like, Margot Robbie was, like, a producer, and it's just weird and odd, and I don't like it, and I don't think it's very good, and it was very... I just... I, from reading the description and even hearing about it, I had a certain expectation. like, oh, that sounds, like, really interesting, and it, and it wasn't, and I only watched one episode of it. Um, but I don't know if it was as, like... It's definitely not as disappointing and makes me angry as Star Trek. We're like, I'm not going to watch the third season of Star Trek Discovery. Like, I have zero interest. Oh, so, um, and then in terms of, like, something that lived up to the hype or exceeded it, um, I don't know. Like, I I was, I heard a lot of hype about um, Kidding, which I bought up on this show, the Jim Carrey one, and uh, Westworld, and even Game of Thrones before watching it. And to me, it lived up to to those hypes for me. Like, I was not disappointed when I finally started all those series. So Westworld, um, Kidding, and Game of Thrones would be mine, because I, I came late to Game of Thrones. Um, and to me, all three of those lived up to the hype. Um, I'm currently working my way through Westworld. Those are the DVDs that Dan and I were renewing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think Westworld does live up to the hype. Yeah. Um, I think it's in terms of world building and storytelling, it's more successful than um, Game of Thrones in the sense that it, like, to me, is a, mo- a more cohesive story. Like it. And what season are you in of that? Are you, like, are you still in the first season, or are you done season one? Season two. Season two. Okay. I'm yeah. On season two now. Um, so I just feel like you know where I mean it's hard to say because. Um, Game of Thrones was many more seasons, and from what I read, Westworld was supposed to end after five. Yeah. Um, so it's very clear that this that the storytellers are like the, the, it's a very like tight narrative that they're trying to tell. I don't know. I, I love feel it. Like yeah, I love Game that. Game of Thrones like went off the rails, whereas Westworld is like clearly delivering. Yeah. Um, totally agree. Uh, It's interesting, yeah, because I saw I saw the little preview for it and went, "That's interesting," but did but didn't uh, didn't dive into it yet. So because it's so new, I haven't like I haven't 
read a lot about it, but Dan said it's like the only thing that his friends are talking about right now, and it is number one trending on Netflix, so clearly people are watching it. Clearly. Um, to me, it's, it's good. It's, it's, it's weird. It's about, um, like, the world of big cat breeding, and this, like, subculture of, like, people who own private zoos that um, the focus is on big cats, so, like, tigers, lions, panthers, things like that. It's just a wild story because it's, like, a very small community, and they all hate each other. Very specific topic, too. Like, I wouldn't have thought of of something about that topic, you know? (laughs) It's very specific. Like, Dan was in the kitchen while I was starting it, and he's like, so it's just about tigers? And I'm like, kind of, but, like... (laughs) Thank you, uh, Josh, for those questions. Don't forget, Josh, that next week is your time to shine because it's an all mailbag episode. So send in those tough questions. All Josh. All Josh. All the questions. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll make sure it's not all Josh. Um, so our next question comes from Sarah, who writes in, Hi, Mike and Taylor. Um, it's an interesting time we live in for film right now. And honestly, I don't really know how long this is all going to last. But I assume eventually we'll get back to normal. How long do you think uh, this will continue to affect films specifically? Uh, will we see a lot more pushbacks uh, and in movies this year? And do you think it will also affect movies being currently filmed? What are your thoughts on this? Thank you for continuing to entertain us. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, it all depends upon how long this lasts. Um, and I don't know. I, I feel like we're going to get to some sense of normal before it's back to normal. Like it'll be something, you know, some places will start opening. It'll probably, like things have been closing and shutting down in waves. I think things will open in waves um, as to not overwhelm everybody. Um, but I do definitely think that if this continues, you're going to see for at least next month or two more film dates pushed back. Um, and certainly anyone that's filming right now um, will have to s- stop, and that might affect release dates in the next year or two. I think the only area that's not going to be affected at all is editing, because you can still edit from anywhere. Um, people who are editing and writing will continue. So maybe movies that are currently in the writing phase won't actually be affected, and movies in the editing phase might still get done, but the, again, the release dates, it all depends how long this goes on for, which we don't know. Yeah, I really can't give you an educated guess because um, even the health professionals are projecting very different timelines. So really, it would just be an ignorance for me to say, oh, I think, like, by May 1st, things are going to be filming again. When really, like, and again, like, I don't want to make anyone panic. Like, I don't want to give anyone misinformation, but, like, Certainly, some things I've read have been like things won't be normal for months. Yeah, um, yeah, I've heard that too. So, um, I try not to read too many of the articles because it kind of stresses me out. But yeah. like, certainly, um, I don't. I would. I would. All, I don't want to say I don't. The end isn't in sight, but 
but it almost feels that way because there's no way for us to know when these bands are gonna yeah. And I think, you know, just to be kind of fair to talking about specifically the film industry, I, I think it's a fair assumption to say that April is probably a write-off and, and you're not going to see movies released in April because even even best-case scenario, the band gets lifted in the coming weeks as opposed to the coming months. You're not going to see movies be released right away. They're going to still want to market and go back to that kind of marketing campaign. So I, I think that, like, you know, May 1st is the earliest that you could see anything change. So you might not see new movie releases at least for April. So I think anything planned in April is probably getting pushed back, um, if not postponed. That's why a lot of movies that we read out last week have said postponed, not canceled, without a new date. Because I think they're waiting to see, well, maybe we can release it in the summer. Because it all depends on when the movie theaters open again. Yeah. Yeah, it, it really does. Um, it's all going to depend upon that. And again, it might be di- again, it might open in in groups. We might say, okay, in May, certain things start opening again. Maybe it's bars and restaurants. Maybe it's stores. Um, but then movie theaters are still not open yet. And then a couple weeks later, movie theaters open. Like I, I can see it ramping up like that again. So yeah, who knows? Um, thank yeah, crazy times. Thank you to both Josh and Sarah for writing in. Just um. For Kristen, who also wrote in a question, I'm going to move your question to next week, Kristen, because it's really fitting into what we just said about the mailbag. Kristen has some suggestions um, for streaming, so we'll bump that to next week. Um, But your question will be read as part of our mailbag episode next week. So if anyone else wants to write in, screeninginkingston at gmail.com or find us on social media, send a direct message to Instagram, tag us in Facebook, Twitter, wherever you want. Um, Just tag us, send a question, comment, suggestions. They'll all be part of our episode next week. Um, Okay, so now we're going to move on to some movie talk. And Taylor, why don't you uh, kick things off by telling us a little bit about the things you've been streaming? Yeah. Um, So I've been streaming The Tiger King. Yep. Right. But I do really like true crime documentaries. Well, and you you mentioned that... Yeah, you mentioned there's been quite a few true crime documentaries, and and I I don't know, I think that most of the ones on Netflix have been really good, like high quality. Oh, really good. Yeah. So, um, right before I started The Tiger King, um, last week, I just started um, watching The Tiger King over the weekend. Before I watched that, I started and finished which is about the pizza bomber case that happened in 2003 in Erie, Pennsylvania. Oh, I'm not familiar Um, with this story. Yeah, this is a crazy case. So not only do I, I, I like shoe hunt, but I especially love it when the case is just weird. What's the name of it again? Sorry, what's, what's it called? Evil genius, okay. And the the documentary is about the pizza bomber case. So, um, in two thousand and three, um, a pizza delivery man uh, robbed a bank, 
Yes, no, don't, because I'm going to check this out. Yeah. Um, but that is, like, that's the case. And it's one of those cases where I recommend don't look at before you watch the documentary. Just, like, go into the documentary without knowing anything. Cool. Because um, each new thing is just, like, crazier and weirder than the next. Which is, like, this thing with the Tiger King. Yeah. Yeah, that's very so, true. Um, we practice good social distancing, and you know, we did what we could, and um, so we've just been going through those those DVDs, um, and we decided we'd also rent a Knight's Tale. Yes. Because it's like again, just like one of those movies that like we grew up watching, and just like feels good to watch. It's such a feel like, good movie. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah, like, thousands i think right yeah because it was def it was definitely after that move because he was in the movie and during the 99 craze of of million million good movies heath ledger was in that um something about hating you or something i can't remember the name yes yes yes, yeah so that came out in like 99 so this was after entertained and feel great after <laughs> like yeah. thoroughly entertained feel really good after it yeah it in in that it's basically a period piece movie um 
they, it's amazing. Like the way they interweave the music and the way they make it kind of make sense with what's going on. It's, it's incredible. Um, the opening sequence of the movie alone, um, gets you going right away. It lets you know what type of movie this is going to be. Like the first five minutes of the movie, you're like, okay, this is gonna like this is gonna be an interesting uh, ride we're on here. I, I know what I'm signing up for, and I like it all. Yeah, like you, it, it just gets you excited. It I don't know what it, it's yeah. just you, right from five minutes in the movie, you're like, I'm pumped, I'm ready to go. Let's see what like, this I'm movie is gonna sure. go somewhere. <laughs> I agree. And I would say this one, unlike a lot of, like, if you think of American Pie, like, American Pie does not age well in terms of a kind of, like, gender portrayal. No, um, and, and its like, sense of humor and just, you know, it doesn't, yeah. it, it's of, it's clearly of a time. Yeah. And I would say this movie is very much a movie, a product of 2001, but it's still, you're going to enjoy it. Like, it is so much fun. It is a fun movie. Yeah. I, you know, I think about A Knight's Tale. And I, and in terms of like, how does a movie, you know, how, how does it fit now versus then? And, and would it, would it be received in the same way? A Knight's Tale is one of those movies that if it came out today, you and I would be reviewing it. it we'd come out probably saying the same things about it being fun and enjoyable. And I think it's just a feel good movie with a lot of heart, um, really good performances in it. Like it's just, it's the perfect, really it would be like the perfect summer movie. It's the perfect thing to go to with friends or family. And I, I think I, you know, I was probably in late elementary school, but it'd be the type of thing you go with your friends or your family to go see, and there's something in it for everybody. Yeah, for sure. So highly recommend. Unfortunately, and I even, I double checked, it's not available on Netflix right now. No. But that's not to say, I mean, there's so many streaming platforms now. Um, I'm sure it's out there somewhere. Well. I uh I have I have the DVD of a Knight's Tale. Well, there you go. I have the actual Everyone. DVD of it, so I own it. Hit, um, hit Michael up. Yeah, yeah. Um, Let me know. Up. I'll uh, I'll rent so, uh, it out. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come come to me for your Knight's Tale. You know, you also can rent movies off of YouTube now um, for a yeah. low price, so I'm sure people can find it. Um, if they're really looking for it, but you know, I, I do think that this is a great movie for one of these nights where you've been home all day and it's nighttime and there's not really a lot of new stuff. I mean, there's some TV shows that will still wrap up and be new, but there's not a lot going on. There's no sports to watch. You're sick of the news. Then you throw in a night's tale. I think it's perfect for right now. Yeah, I mean, one of the things that I wanted to bring up uh, this week was, like I mentioned, I Am a Killer. Um, it's it's in, it's got two seasons so far on Netflix. It's Netflix original series. It is a documentary series where each episode they talk about a specific murder case and they interview the person from prison who who has committed that crime. At least I I believe I mean. 
according to the title, it looks like it's all murder, and I don't know if every single person still lied. They might do some secondhand accounts. But the first two episodes I watched, both of those people are still alive um, and giving their sort of their side of what happened. Um, and what's interesting about this series was at first I was very conflicted about the moral side of this TV series existing. Because the like, first. Are we giving them fame? Yes. So suddenly they're getting a plat people are getting a platform to speak when they've committed a horrible crime such as murder. The first episode is very much in that mindset of of feeling that conflict because it's very clear that this individual is not all there. They are clearly I'm going to say off it a little bit. Um, feels they're quite innocent, not innocent of what they do. They admit they did what they did, but feel like, you know, they got kind of the, the raw end of it. But then you speak right. to the police and you speak to other people and they're kind of like, no, like this is what we think happened and here's the evidence. And it's, it's you know, it's pretty compelling um, and you, you don't feel very good about it. But then the second episode happens and the person who's interviewed Every little bit of the story that comes out is like you start feeling real sympathy towards this person. Um, that everything that happened was a lot more circumstantial, was not necessarily, um, you know, there was a certain defense element to a lot of the things. And so after two episodes, I'm like, well, these are two completely different feelings. Because in the first one, I really got that sense of like, why would you give these people a voice? But in the second one, I'm like, I'm kind of glad you gave this person a voice to to speak about it so it looks like every episode is going to be very different yeah that's the feeling i got and that's what made me want to recommend it to people and and i'm gonna i'm gonna say right now i will totally understand if after watching this you just can't do it um it's very hard to to listen to some of these stories um i found the first one very difficult because i i really started to feel like this individual doesn't deserve fame and a voice but then once i watched the second one i you know I started to feel like, okay, like if some more are like this, then I, then I hope you give people a voice. I hope you give them a chance to, to tell their side of the story, to, to look at cases more closely. Um, and I, I just think if people are, if they're into this type of thing, like you, Taylor, you're, you clearly said you like this type of thing. You like true crime. You're really interested in it. Um, I think that that would be worth it to anyone who's interested in that because it's so well done. Um, it's quite dynamic. It, they interview quite a lot of people. The interviews are really interesting. Um, there are some people who refuse to be interviewed for the exact reason of what I'm saying. They don't want to justify giving someone the, a voice who they feel doesn't deserve it. But the people they do interview, it's compelling and interesting. Um, so I, I do recommend it. Uh, I Am a Killer is a very, very fascinating series. And I'm two episodes in and I'm, I'm intrigued to watch again. That second episode made me go, okay. I want to kind of see what's what's coming here. What what types of things are we going to get? Because so I think we're going to get a lot of different types of stories in here. Cool. Um, so you did a little bit of work for our fans in putting together a little list of nostalgia picks for, for streaming. Yeah. You said you spent some time on Netflix so our fans wouldn't have to. Um, so what, what did you find? Oh, without a doubt. <laughs> I don't know 
for having Paul Rudd looking exactly like he does now, but as a teenager. Yeah, but he does not age. <laughs> no. Um, I also put on, I, I think I mentioned this movie maybe last week, Gone with the Wind. Gone with the Wind, um, yeah. From like 1939. Um, not necessarily in the same vein as the other movies, but again, this was a movie that I watched growing up, and if you're looking for sort of an epic um, that you could just kind of four hours, you know, you have a whole afternoon to kill, and you just want to get lost. Um, and that's on Netflix? Netflix? Yeah. Netflix all all two v- VHSs of, of Gone with the Wind is on Netflix? Yeah, get this. <laughs> they also have two whole VHSs of Titanic. Oh, really? Titanic. Oh, Titanic's on there. Netflix. Okay, yeah, Titanic. That's a good, uh, that's a good so one for a rewatch. That's the, next, that's the next movie I have on my list. So again, in the same 
well, this one definitely, like, very nostalgic. This one, like, I can't tell you how many sleepovers in elementary school we would put this on. Um, this was also the movie that my sister and I would use as ammo if my mom thought another movie was too grown up. Like, to like, oh, mom, we want to watch this movie. And she's like, no, it's too grown up. We'd be like, mom, we've seen Titanic. <laughs> I just found out last week that, that my mother does not like Titanic and does think, like, has really thought Leonardo DiCaprio was a really good actor except for Titanic. So that's that's what I learned about Titanic last week. He's gotten a lot of grief. Like, I don't think your mom's the only one who thinks he does bad acting. But he was, like, a t he was so young. I mean, he was just, learn like, I mean, how many actors are that good that young? I mean, some, some, and... some but not a lot. Oh, it might have been. I mean, James Cameron, I don't think James Cameron's an actor-director. He's more of the visual effects, big storytelling. Um, so it could be a James Cameron thing. But, you know, I don't know. I don't think Leonardo DiCaprio was, like, amazing in all his younger roles. I, I know he had a couple movies that people talk about a lot when he was young that he was quite good in. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think that that's necessarily a knock on him. But you never know, right? You don't know what happens on set. Okay. That is currently on Netflix, a comedic classic. Gosh, she was, her comedic timing, like, it's very sad, um, kind of the trajectory her life has yeah. taken. Because when you look at her um, filmography, yeah. like, not that, what again, What a Girl Wants, not like an award-winning movie, but like, just a really good, feel-good romantic comedy. Yeah. Like, she's, she's phenomenal. She oh, was, she, she had always had fantastic comedic timing. Yeah, great. Um, the next one I have on my list, again, I'll shout out to all my gals, Annie. I don't know the musical Annie, like the, and the one from the 70s. Oh, the original. Okay, the yeah, 70s. yeah. Yeah, the original Annie is currently on Netflix. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, okay. I don't know anyone my age who didn't have this on VHS. Like, any girl, any girl I know had this on VHS and was obsessed with it. Um, so, Annie. You have one um, minute the left. Shrek, oh, the Shrek movies um, are on Netflix right now. Center Stage is on Netflix, as well as My Girl. Okay, and My, my Girl's a, my girl's a great, that's a, that's a great, great classic. Unfortunately, My Girl 2 is not on, but My Girl 1 is my girl there. One. So, if you want a good cry. Yeah, My Girl's good for a good cry. Yeah, it's good. Your list has a good mix. You've got the comedies in there, but then you've got your kind of more heartfelt, like My Girl. So yeah, that's, that's a pretty solid list. I mean, I think that anyone could just take that and go, okay, there you go. There, There's your filmography for the next week or so. Yeah, you got a lot to watch. And of course, um, I should also mention um, the Harry Potter movies are up on Netflix right now and Lord of the Rings. So again, if you're looking for kind of like really like sweeping epics and yeah. something that you could just like really get absorbed in yeah um, both those series are available fantastic well that brings yeah. us to the to the end of uh of this episode so just a quick reminder everybody next week is our episode for the fans send in your questions your comments or your film suggestions your streaming suggestions and we're going to make next week 
all about you, but you can right now take some of Taylor's list um, and go watch some movies and let us know what you think of them. Grab something from Taylor's list, watch it, and, and give us your quick review. Any reviews you have, we'll, we'll read your reviews right on air. It'll be, uh, it'll be a fun episode next week. Uh, but thank you, everyone, for uh, tuning in. Go stream some movies.